Houghton Orbital Radio, the reason why we can't have nice things. an orbital radio. This is not the station you're looking for. As the clock ticks ever closer to Hutton time, which, as anybody knows, is a variable timestamp happening only on a Thursday and only at approximately 2030, and only if your watch is set to the time in a little island just north of mainland Europe, west of the Vikings, the team are making their way to Studio 6. Studio 6, you might ask, is not the usual location. Bit of a problem with Studio 5, it vanished into thin air. It's not there anymore. And as we arrive in the shiny new Studio 6, it's clear that something, or should I say someone else, is not here. No. It's not Lithobreaker. He's not supposed to be here. He was sent out with the outside broadcast asp, and we don't expect to be hearing from him for a few weeks. I mean, the apology officer. There's someone, or something, that looks a bit like the apology officer in the chair mark for that purpose, but the clock is still ticking, and without time to work out what's going on, the producer leans into the mic and says, Ah, uh, mics are uh, hopefully, given this is the new Studio 6, live. Good evening, good evening. I'm Rudolf Hucker, and I've just about managed to wrangle Studio 6 into shape. Do not ask what happened to Studio 5. If anyone sees any of our broadcast gear advertised on Galbay, it's okay. We've got new stuff. Uh, but we'd like the cuddly toys back, though. Mooncake misses them. I'm definitely the apology officer. Just ignore how I look and pretend I'm dressed like I normally am. I'm probably going to apologise for something in a bit, just like a real apology officer would. Nope, not suspicious at all. Anyone seen the real apology officer? They were here a few minutes ago, though the moment the bog spaniels were heading in that direction at speed and looking fierce. I'm sure all will become clear uh, in, in a minute, but um, first, some headlines. Headlines. 
King takes pawn, then takes a tumble. Checkmate. I'm very, very sorry. A quick dip into the too hot, too messy cook pot. Space salt. Not rare, not very good for you, and thankfully missing in action. Federation suggests that Rackham's a twit. And I look into whether we need to change the light bulbs in Hutton Space this week or not. In the far reaches of the galaxy, where the stars are as plentiful as the quirks as the, of those who inhabit them, a tale of valour, chess and unintended acrobatics unfolds on the rarely visited moon of Il Procol Centauri, Hutton Moon, home of Fort Mug. This week's Hutton Orbital News exclusive brings to light the adventurous and maybe slightly misadventurous spirit of one of Colonia's most daring residents. Admiral King Hanky Clone the First, a figure as legendary in the game of chess as he is in the annals of space bus driving, found himself at the centre of an incident. The event took place during a demonstration of what has been ambitiously dubbed Full Contact Combat Chess, a sport that until now remained undiscovered by most of the rest of the galaxy. The setting was a serene afternoon on Hutton Moon, where Admiral King Hanky I and a number of his ever-eager assistant clones had gathered a motley crew of visitors, enthusiasts and perhaps a few sceptics to witness the inaugural display of this innovative sport. Among the attendees were guests Bob Bishop Boffin and Rita the Rook Rumpus, both of whom were eager to see him showcase the Philidor defence a chess strategy known for its defensive yet opportunistic approach to the game. However, in the realm of full-contact combat chess, these moves are not just strategic, but physically enacted. As the demonstration commenced, Admiral Hankey, adorned in his makeshift knight's armour, crafted from spaceship plating and a visor borrowed from an old flight helmet, took to the chessboard battlefield with the grace of a gazelle and the determination of a python who's had a freshly defrosted rat dangled in front of its nose. But fate, and the laws of physics as they often do in the vast expanse of space, had their own twist in store. In a moment that was meant to highlight the cunning of the Philidor defence, Admiral King Hanky Clone the First made a critical miscalculation. Attempting to leap over his pawn, played by a rather confused but enthusiastic recruit named Perry Pawn Ponsley, he found gravity on Hutton Moon to be a trickier foe than anticipated. About one-third trickier than it is back on Earth in the bubble. The result? A spectacular tumble that ended with a broken arm and the immortalisation of Admiral King Hanky Clone the First in the annals of sports injuries history. The aftermath of the incident saw Admiral King Hanky Clone the First in high spirits despite the mishap. With his arm in a sling fashioned from the flag of Colonia, a testament to his undying patriotism for the region, he was heard jesting about needing a helping hand from one of his clones. 
So, as King Admiral Hanky Clone the First recovers, with his clones presumably vying to be the first to assist, Hutton Orbital Radio would like to wish him a speedy recovery and have sent a suggestion that in advance of his forthcoming birthday celebrations, he avoid extreme ironing, aardvark wrestling, full contact crochet, and probably instead just put his feet up and watch the latest episode of reality show At Home with the Mad Monks of Van Manen. For in the cosmos, as on the chessboard, it's the unexpected moves that often captivate us the most, or end up with a visit to Nurse Wyeth's remotely operated medical facility over in Fort Mug. And who knows, full contact combat chess may just be the next big hit in the galaxy of 3310. Just, maybe, with a few safety adjustments. Date, 7th February 3310. Instant type, unauthorised voice sampling and misuse. Location, various locations around Hutton Orbital. Involve parties, Dusty Bot, a robot avatar, and the Apology Officer. For the avoidance of doubt, that's me. Report filed by the Apology Officer. Summary of incident. At approximately 1600 hours station time, an incident occurred involving Dusty Bot, a robot avatar programmed for maintenance duties which had inadvertently acquired a sample of my voice. DustyBot, having listened to last week's show, proceeded to traverse the station, broadcasting various apologies, orders, and regrettably, a string of rather humorous but highly inappropriate comments attributed falsely to me. The situation escalated when Mr. Dusty, in my voice, announced a station-wide free Centauri Mega Jindy in the main concourse, leading to confusion and a temporary but significant disruption of station activities. Subsequent announcements included an apology to Tharg the Matey for all the misunderstandings and an invite for tea, an impromptu apology for the inconvenience broadcast, which instead of quelling concerns, led to a brief but intense conga line forming in the main docking bay, disrupting traffic, causing further bafflement amongst station residents and numerous security alerts. Resolution The issue was swiftly identified and Mr. Dusty was apprehended after attempting to serenade a group of tourists with what it claimed were my greatest hits of apologies accompanied by bagpipes. Security swiftly intervened, cornering Dusty Bot in a utility corridor where it was found attempting to apologise to a bulkhead for bumping into it. The voice sample has been removed from Mr. Dusty's memory and measures have been put in place to prevent a recurrence. Apology. As the inadvertently implicated party in this debacle, I extend my sincerest apologies to all residents and visitors of Hutton Orbital for any confusion, inconvenience or unintended mirth caused by this incident. I assure you that steps have been taken to ensure that my digital doppelganger will not be making unscheduled appearances in the future. Further actions. A review of all AI and robotic programming protocols is underway with specific attention to access controls for biometric data. Mr. Dusty will undergo a thorough reprogramming to prevent any repetition of such behaviours. Signed, the Apology Officer, Hutton Orbital. Hang on, 
That didn't happen. And what are you doing in my chair? This is my chair. Get your own, you rotten impersonator. Look, you oversized walking toaster, you pack it in right now. How very dare you? I will not have a robot with delusions of grandeur parading around the orbital apologising for things as if they're me. That's my job. You got me arrested earlier. I was simply apologising to the bulkhead in case it was offended. And the bagpipes are a protected cultural relic. Now get out of the chair. I'll have you know I'm not a funking robot. I'm a real person. This is just a costume. Underneath I'm all squishy like I'm supposed to be. Well, we will see about that. Look what I've got here. It's the dustbin from the corner and it's full of lovely trash. Trash? Did you say trash? Oh look, I'm spilling it all over the floor. I can't help myself. Give me your trash. Aha! I knew it! You've been caught, Dusty. Dusty! Activate emergency shutdown procedure. Oh bother. Shutting down now. Give me your trash. Oh, there we go. Incident report, 8th February 3310. Incident type, ah, sorry, I can't be bothered. I'm not apologising for this one, he deserved it. Week 79 of Too Hot Too Messy saw commanders pass 119,000 deliveries and for the stats nerds out there, we are 500 short of having mugged 30% of what we think might possibly be out there. Numbers were up again last week, albeit from a low bar, but we just failed to reach 1,000 deliveries, which leaves us with a four-week average of 850, which is a new all-time low for the third week in a row. Commander Chicks is still leading with over 22,400, while our 81 is second, just short of 19,000. Nemb is picking up the third spot with almost 9,700 and Sheer Blackwood is fourth with almost 7,300. There have been no hut and runs in the last seven days. The galaxy finds itself in a peculiar situation this week. An absolute scarcity of forum salt. This once abundant resource, mined from the vast depths of galactic forums, where pilots frequently express their, um, let's say, passionate viewpoints on various matters, has all but disappeared. <clears throat> because the Pilots Federation's latest announcements, including the unveiling of new ships like the Python Mark II, a comprehensive revamp of the Powerplay Galactic Political Game, akin to a cosmetic version of Risk, and other exciting features that have left the community usually content. Unusually content. As a result, forum moderators, typically on the front lines managing the tidal waves of complaints and heated debates, have found themselves with an unexpected holiday. They've seized this rare opportunity for a collective break jetting off to a luxury spa planet where the biggest concern is choosing between the zero-gravity massage or the asteroid mud bath. But in the absence of forum salt, has led to some unforeseen and rather positive side effects across the galaxy. Improved galactic mental health. A week without the usual online altercations has seen a significant uptick in collective mood. Pilots are smiling more 
even at the Spaceport Customs Agents, and reports of space road rage incidents are at an all-time low. Boost in productivity. With fewer reasons to dive into the forums for the daily dose of drama, pilots and spacefarers have redirected their energies into more productive endeavours. Mining yields are up, exploration logs are brimming with new discoveries, and even the most reluctant have contributed to the communal efforts of station repairs and community goals. Surge in positive creativity. The creative energies of the galaxy have taken a turn for the positive. Songs praising the virtues of the new Python Mark II, haikus about peaceful power play negotiations, and even a space opera detailing the moderator's spy adventures have flooded the Galnet channels. Healthy lifestyle choices. The metaphorical low-sodium diet has translated into literal health benefits for many. Pilots are opting for nutrient-rich space greens over the usual freeze-dried burger bites, leading to a decrease in space scurvy cases and an increase in pilots fitting into their flight suits more comfortably. There remains one intrepid soul who dares to stir the pot, or in this case, sprinkle the salt. Commander Drew Wegar. An enigmatic figure known for his deep involvement in the lore and stories that weave through the fabric of the Elite Dangerous universe has not taken this week of universal contentment lying down. Instead, he's taken it upon himself to stealthily salt the Galtwit feeds with as much creative mischief as he can muster. We're just salty as he keeps putting his salt bay sprinklings on at the same time as his show. The Rotter. It's anticipated that normal service will resume shortly, with the usual fervour of galactic discourse sparking up once more. Many hope that this brief hiatus will remind everyone of the benefits of occasionally stepping back, taking a deep breath of spa-scented air, and remembering that this galaxy is awesome, with or without added salt. Zach Rackham, the flamboyant billionaire and failed federal presidential candidate, has once again grabbed headlines with his latest outburst on Galtwit. Rackham, known for his extravagant lifestyle and controversial statements, has declared his intention to purchase the entire federation. Yes, you heard that right. The entire government structure lock, stock and barrel. Enough of the bureaucracy and red tape, Rackham tweeted, in a storm that has since gone viral faster than the mycoid virus through a thargoid ammonia world. I've decided to just buy the Federation. I reckon with my gazillions I can do a better job. First order of business, you're all fired. Time for a fresh start. Hash Rackham's for challenge, for change. The tweet has sparked a frenzy of reactions across Galtwit, with supporters cheering on what they see as a bold move to shake up the status quo, while detractors are dismissing it as another publicity stunt from a man known as much for his parties as his piracy. In response to Rackham's audacious claims, a spokesperson for the federal government issued a statement, dripping with a kind of diplomatic disdain reserved for the most outlandish of public declarations. 
we kindly suggest Mr. Rackham step away from the onion head and focus on what he does best, piracy, twittering on Galtwit and hosting his infamous parties. The Federation is not for sale and and its leadership is determined by the will of the people, not the whims of the wealthy. This isn't the first time Rackham has made headlines for his wild propositions, but his latest episode has certainly raised eyebrows across the political spectrum. With the final, with the federal election season done and dusted, it's clear that Rackham is not content to fade into the background. Whether his call to buy the federation is a serious proposition or just another one of his grandiose musings remains to be seen. For now, the Federation remains firmly in the hands of its pseudo-democratically elected officials and Rackham remains at the helm of his vast fortune, continuing to stir the pot from the luxurious confines of his private armada. Things are going through somewhat of a... Is it Valentine's Day? Already? vibe in Hutton Space this week. Six systems are on Alvin's report, we have a disease in the pants and a thirsty wolf. More on those stories coming up. For the fourth week in a row, Ross 671 has fended off not just Barnard Star but now also 36 off Yuki to maintain in its seemingly permanent grip on the wooden spoon, but dropping out of the 30s to 29. Midweek, it had once again fumbled its hold on the timber utensil, with both 36-0 and Barnard Star briefly taking the low spot on the pole. A civil war between 3rd and 4th is locking up just a smidge of influence. Just mentioned, 36 off Yuki lost 7 points in the week and briefly held the bottom spot, only for it to be outworst this morning. To end the week on 30%. A civil war at roughly its midpoint is locking up 25% of influence. Also mentioned earlier, Barnard Star briefly took the bottom spot midweek and ended the week a point down on 34. The other six, fashion, uh, six factions are finely balanced with five busts and five civil unrests. Hard to move Epsilon Indy lost two points to join Barnard Star on 34. Not much is happening there right now, so sneak in and do some good to Hutton's influence. Hilparsai and Narnia are within half a point of each other, either side of 39. The substantial rise in George's pants has been followed up by an outbreak of space logie. Stuff the large pads in George's pants with medicines, but lay off the small blue performance enhancers, as it seems that these may have been at the root of the problem. The drought in Leuton 145-141 was slaked and it seems that all commanders did was to empty Wolf 359 of fluids with the inevitable consequence that a drought has hit the system. Ship Olympic-sized swimming pool quantities of water into the large pads on low-mass orbiter and power high. At the overachieving end of the Hutton Systems table we have just three systems of up 60% one of which is almost 80, and consequently, we are expanding soon, TM. Priorities this week are, if you want to truck something, boost Ross 671, slake the drought in all 359, and shit medicines into George's pants. 
we got through that. <laughs> it, it worked. Oh my goodness! That Studio Six is your oh, baptism I think by fire. Still be in the cupboard. Who's in the cupboard, Mister Dusty, or you, Mister Dusty? Mr. Yes. Well, I'm yeah, seeing Mister Dusty's in the cupboard, but Mister Dusty would likely say I'm in the cupboard. Well, <laughs> yes. I mean, meaning him or it. Oh. Mr. Dusty is taking liberties there. Yes, very much so. Yes, I mean, you know, pretending to be the apology officer. I mean, you could pretend oh, to be... Made, it's somebody, I thought you meant... Oh, right, sorry. I thought you meant when it made me sound more English. Well, th- th- that's did a rather, costume. Yeah. I mean, it did rather, yes. It was like you and McGregor with his telephone voice on. <laughs> it yeah. was, yes. Um, I mean, it was possibly a slightly similar to you, maybe. And I, I didn't It was notice. definitely my yeah. voice. It was <laughs> yes. no two ways about it. That was my voice. It wasn't me saying but it. King but could it have been your voice. voice. We could understand everything it said. That's that's where it went wrong. But the, the thing is that that article, the entire article, was completely Mr. Dusty. I mean, we had no input into that one. It, it, Apart from literally, the best, when I was calling Mr. Dusty, Mr. Dusty, and saying it wasn't me. You know where you, you said no, you're pretending on, to be you. You said earlier on it was taking our liberty. It's actually taking our jobs. Yeah. <laughs> I, wasn't prete- I wasn't pretending it'd be me. I am me. How do we tell you're actually you? Yes. Well, uh, I f- I think therefore I is a thing. I mean, void void camp tests or. Uh... <laughs> sorry, yeah. sorry I, ju- I just had a South Park flashback. Which one? The ticker Oh, the gerbs. Oh, you're a couple of sentences behind. Yes, your gerbs. Curse these robots coming over here taking our gerbs. But no, I mean, if I say if I say toy scones and iron brew. Dusty Bot couldn't do that. Well, of all the English. people to try and pretend to be, the one with the North British accent yes. was probably yes. the most foolish thing that Mr. Dusty could have done. I mean, but, yeah, pretending to be me or Chicks or somebody, that, that would have been easier. It may have got away with that, yeah. Do you, yeah. Remember those, do you remember those vacuum cleaners that used to have like a tartan finish on them? Yeah, they were probably made. In, no, I think you're talking about the hot uh, You know, the, the what, what is it? No, the, no, the carpet sweepers. A... Oh, there was those as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's right. Yeah, the, the, yeah. Yeah, the vacuum bag used to be tartan. Oh yes, yeah. On a Hoover, Hoover oh, Junior. Think, was that a Hoover Junior? It was used a, a Muck Hoover Muck Junior. Yeah, a Muck Hoover Muck Junior. They used to make them round about here. They made them uh, in canvas languages outside of Glasgow. There was a big factory that made Hoovers. Ah, oh, but it sucked to work there. Yeah. <laughs> oh, 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 yeah. Yes. See, but, telling jokes like that, you're dicing with them. F- oh, I was the, just about to do that. <laughs> for, the, for the benefit of our listener, do we have do we have drops live this evening? We do. We do. We do. And if you're oh. watching last week, and if not, why not? Anyway, if, well, you, mean, were if you were watching last, last week, week, you'd have seen this image. <laughs> yes, where they were yeah. introducing. The new stuff. There we go. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. I'll take so it last, yeah. last week, uh, you would have left. The, as the show ended, you were probably halfway through, I'm going to guess, an anaconda ice sheet. And, and probably halfway through the Fairlands. So what, what you're saying is well, our listeners reason, are only I, here for the drops, yeah? Yeah. Uh, well, you could have you could have watched uh, Roots Rat on on the other yeah. as we started, like I was trying to bump my anaconda. Along. I got the fur lance last week, last week, but it's showing it again. I only got it this week though, because I can see it was claimed. Oh, I seven keep days getting ago. those um, th- those um, color ones. You know, the ones you used to get for years. Yeah, I, I got purple, yeah. purple, more purple, and then every week I get more purple, more purple. But, oh, um, oh, that's a, there's a there's a test. There's a blood test. Furs. 
get Mr. Dusty to see purple. Um, okay. <laughs> I can try if you want. Or to. 11. Yeah, or 11. <laughs> if you can understand it. Uh, we can, we, we can, we, we can try. We don't have to do it now. We don't have to do it now. I'm just saying there's a word that Mr. Dusty would trip over. That's how you know it. I'm me and he's him. Well, can you open the cupboard? Right, okay, hold on. Uh, hang, hang on one second. Um, 11. Uh, there we go. Try it now. 11. 11. 11. That's a, that's a, yeah, you know, that's a, uh, that's yeah. not bad. That's a, that's a good approximation. I don't know that 11's the best word. Did you hear? Did you understand what both of us were saying? Well, no, that was. Right, well, the one that you didn't understand was me. What? What did you <laughs> say? Sorry? Exactly. Oh, well. I, I'm not interested in your opinion on my accent. <laughs> right, okay. <laughs> Back in the cupboard for you. Oh, well, okay. Um, hang on a second. I'm just um, yeah. reprogramming Mr. Dusty there. Yeah, here we go. Um, right, Mr. Dusty, get back. Seriously, get back in that cupboard. Anyway. Um, I don't like it in there. It's all dusty. <laughs> well, that's, that's perfect. Your, that's your job, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Can you stick a fork up your inlet valves? <laughs> Just lock the door before he escapes again. Oh Jeez. dear, I I can't believe. I, I mean, we 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 do need to um, re retrain Mister Dusty. That's just not right, is it? Um, or train Mister Dusty. Or just Look, just remove remo remove Mister Dusty's voice box, maybe. Yeah, I think that one's a bit feral. It's a bit, but Mr. Dusty's always been feral. Um, so, Frontier live stream. Uh, nah. I can't, no, we've won the other date? week. What? Yeah, you only get the one in a one? month. End of uh, February. Is it last Wednesday of the month? Yes. Yes. So the day before the green room. Yeah. It is. It's and it's two days after... Hang on, let me check. Two days after Monday. Two days after the next update. Oh. Is it 18? Yeah, 18. Um, I thought the update was coming in the 28th. No, 26th. Ah, okay. All right, then. If you'd watched last week's Frontier livestream, you would I did watch it, but I've got a short... I've only got a short-term yeah. memory. Oh. Is, does the uh, vacuum cleaner have a longer memory? Hey, hang they on. used to make Open. them in here, you know. <laughs> Is it programmable? Well, you know, Mr. Dusty's... used to get the tartan ones, the, the McHoover McJr. Mr. Dusty's peeking out the corner again. Hang on a second. What's going on? Can you tell Volcarius that I'm not impressed with that comment in chat? Oh, no. <laughs> what did you say? What did you say in the chat? Oh, Volcarius is now offending the dusty butt. Oh, well. <laughs> Talky toaster. <laughs> it's, 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 Was there a talking toaster? A talkie anyway. toaster? That's not you know, a remember, to do you not remember Talkie Toaster from Red Dwarf? I've, I've yes. had a sheltered life, I, I'm yeah. beginning to think. Yeah. He used to offer you bread products. Toasted bread products. Do you want? <laughs> would you like some toast? Do or a crumpet? Maybe a crumpet. How yeah. about a muffin? They put AI into a toaster. Would you like me to toast your crumpet? No, toast your. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, kind there, of. There's thing definitely now, a yeah. euphemism in there. Uh, okay, just well, shove it, a fork down its slot. That'll. Uh... Well, and as usual, we are, we are obviously, you, you've heard us all. We, we've got a full studio this evening. I think we've got full content as well. We do have the um, Galnet News Digest coming up. We've got Flossie's Community Goals. I think we've got a rare. Amelia? I believe we do. 
I'm I'm yeah. jumping with anticipation over this one. You are unlikely <laughs> to forget that one in a hurry. I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just perusing it over now, which is uh, not something I normally do, but I've learned the hard there are no way that I really should. This week. I think. Really? Which means you're going to trip up <laughs> enormously. Sure? Yes. That, that, that first paragraph. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, maybe, maybe a tiny bit. And then obviously we've got, we've got Flossie here to tell us all about CGs. Hey, yeah. Yeah, and you've been a bit mean about the Federation and Rackham and all that lot during the, the news articles. I mean, uh, he's, yeah. he's tweeting again, isn't he? I mean, this, this guy can't stop, you know, Posting on Galtwit, can he? I mean, if, if if he's if he's not coming up with some outlandish idea, he's trying to buy the whole federation, and you know, uh, he's just um, <laughs> he's got no off switch. That guy has he? He hasn't, has he? <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's very suave and all that, but he's got no off switch. Um, right. Well, um, Commander Chicks and um, the Apology Officer, do mm. you have any space news for me this week? I mean, I've lined it. You can see on screen a few changes. But I, I we... can't see anything until I hear the music. I need the intro. Oh, you, can't now you're going to want me to push the buttons, aren't you? Yeah, that's that's right. Yeah. All right. Okay. We'll just do the. Space news, space news, it worked! I can see Floor Mopping Guy rocking out with his mop there, you know. So, so what's our first one? Started. I think the first one was checks, wasn't it? You did you no, put that one in? I didn't. Who I did that, that one. Oh, okay, well, Flossie, right. you're talking about it then. What's it all about? <laughs> well, apparently uh, the Hubble has seen um, a, like a shaped baseball-shaped galaxy which has a black hole Ooh. at the centre. What, you mean a bit like our one? Are they think? sure they're not looking in a mirror? Ours <laughs> isn't shaped like a baseball. Ours is shaped like a swirly thing. But An active black hole lighting up its starry guts, yes. ESO 2013 is the first on spiral galaxy with an almost perfectly round disk and an active black hole lighting up its starry guts. Oh, nice. <laughs> I had jalapeno hummus at lunchtime. That that set off my fire by starry guts. <laughs> <laughs> so, is, there we go. It's on, it's on screen oh, now. Oh, is, yeah, is yeah. it as pretty as, as it sounds? That is nice. Look at that. Ooh. Pop there for a holiday if you're one of the forum moderators on a, on a week off, you know? Yes. I'm I'm struggling with it looking like a baseball. But it looks... It Does it look like, like half a giraffe? No, I don't know. Uh, might be the poached egg galaxy or... Oh, poached egg galaxy, it certainly could be, yeah. Uh, baseball, not, not seeing it. Some kind, no, of toffee, no. some kind of toffee vanilla ice cream galaxy. Uh, so it, it says that it's a Seifert galaxy. Of course apparently, it is. What would we thinking? Yeah, it, it's um, apparently they're only visible in the infrared beyond visible to human you know, spectrum. Um, uh, but Hubble can detect it thanks to its wide field camera three, which is sensitive to ultraviolet visible and infrared light. Apparently, what's special about this one is its visibility. Apparently, the ones with active galactic nuclei host black holes so bright, the radiation just blanks out everything. 
but Cypher galaxies um, are distinct because the surrounding galaxy structure can be clearly detected and therefore travelled to by adventurers with galactic hyperdrives, which don't exist anymore, <clears throat> but they used to back in 1984. Yes. Yes. Not in 1984, whatever year was, you know, like 40 years ago. When, it was not. Know. It was never. Don't, don't do that. Was, uh, oh. let's, let's see. Let's see. Thirty-two seventy. That I mean, thirty-two seventy. I I don't know. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nineteen eighty-four was forty years ago. Get over it. So in fourteen years, we've lost the galactic hyperdrive and the tab bomb. Why don't we have the no, tab? No, not fourteen years. That was forty years. Yeah, forty years. Yeah, that too. Yeah, yeah. So what? What's the oh, next dear. one then? Uh, the next one is about the Falcon Nine. They've launched. A Falcon 9, oh, excuse me, they launched a Falcon 9 today and it's launched the Pace Earth Science Mission. Now, it's one of these ones that have been named backwards, but they went, let's call it Pace. What does Pace stand for? I don't know. We'll make something up. Well, I'm, trying, I'm up trying to was, read through. Um, it's yeah, it's what, Plankton, Plankton Aerosol, Aerosol yeah. Cloud Ocean <laughs> Ecosystem. What a lot of shite. Um, so they've, they've sent this thing up into space with this, uh, this thing and what it's going to do, it's going to study the oceans um, and it's going to use the ocean colour as a means of doing that. So uh, it's quite interesting. So we'll be able to tell where there's plankton blooms and things by looking at the colour of the ocean and things like that. So it's uh, $964 million this thing costs. It's not even going very far. Um, they think it will operate for at least about 10 years. And, you know, it's, it's going to be one of these things. So... Yeah, they did a pre-launch briefing where they said, we know more about the surface of the moon than we do about our own oceans. I'm not sure about that so much, but there you go. Um, 20 years ago, it's been 20 years in the making. Uh, uh, there you go. That's, uh, that's peace. And well, ab apart up. from the subtle dig they had, that apparently they had to overcome several attempts by the Trump administration to cancel the mission. Yeah, well, it's Ooh. up there now, so yeah. He, yeah. He'll, he'll try and, you know, he'll build a wall in front of it or something. Um, and get the Martians. Yeah, to pay lots for and it. lots of get the Martians there. to pay for it. Yeah, yeah. Um, so there's 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 that one, and uh, so I've just seen coming flashing across my screen there. There's another one. Breaking news or just something somebody found? Well, this is. I, I've I've been looking at this. I I was holding it because I didn't realise what caliber of other stories we we would have this week. Um, this one's about um, Juno, which is a. Um, a mm. probe that's been whizzing around Jupiter for the past few years. And recently it's taken an interest in uh, in Io. Um, Input output? Yes. Look at so, the colours. Oh, go good. away, you nasty messes. No, no, go away. One of the... Um, ooh, got pop-ups. Yes, yeah. no, they've gone now. One of the images further down, it, it's caught two of the volcanoes on Io um, erupting. Wow. There you go. You can see is that, is that a real yeah. image or is that a fake artist no, representation that, of what no, it would that, look like? That, that's no, that's real, an actual image. That's, that's a real actual. image. Yeah. Look, yeah. At the, look at how high those jets are going. Um, Galileo, is, the, the Galileo, Galileo probe has uh, came closer to Io's surface. I mean, the, the, it's about 1,500 kilometres up at this point, but uh, Galileo got down to about 110 or something. Um, but obviously the Voyager mission 
Um, a couple of minutes, one or two, doesn't matter. The Voyager uh, mission showed that Io was, was active. And in some of the very early photographs from past Jupiter to about four years, around the early 80s, um, Voyager showed that there was volcanic activity on Io, which sort of reshaped how we thought about other places in the solar system. Because obviously after the moon landed, we thought, eh, everywhere's grey and everywhere's dead. Mm. And, and this is... And everywhere is not grey or dead. No, that's right. Um... It's like, remember when we used to think everything that looked dangerous was beige? Mm, yeah, and I it's not all beige. Well, space is. Well, this color it was. It is sort of beige, isn't it? Well, it can be. Yeah. Um, oh, space itself, I believe, is the average. When you when you mediate out the colors, is kind of a beigey, slightly greeny color. But when you um, think, yeah, but if, if you think about what are the most abundant elements on Earth, sort of oxygen and and iron, and you know, at mm. the end of the day, they sort of make rust, which is. You know, you, you you wash out rust a little bit, it just goes beige. Yeah. But yeah. So, I, I um, thought it was quite quite impressive. There's quite a lot of beige in that picture, but there's also two volcanoes in it, which is Well, incredible. there's probably more than two, but there's two actually. Yeah. yeah, but there's two spewing. there's two spewing stuff. And of course everyone's like, This is ridiculous. How can something as small as Io have hung on to all that heat to yeah. you know, to keep a, a molten well, the clue is what's next to it. <laughs> yeah, precisely. Um, so it's all that tide. Yeah, there's a know, lot of like, kind of gravitational tide for Jupiter. There's a ruddy there? great planet next to it, squashing yeah. it like a like well, like a squash ball. Stretching it and squashing it. Anybody who's ever picked up a squash ball at the end of the game will know. Mm. It's 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 kin hot. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I thought that was given it's, yeah, that is really that's really that's a good one. I'm quite it's happy not, to see it's that. It's not something new and it's not something we didn't know. Already. Yeah, but, but it's, it's nice to see it. It's nice to see it in the flesh, taken this week. Oh, look at that one! Taken five days ago, those photographs. That and the the nice. other one, which I didn't do, was um a an Earth like, which is about one and a half times the size uh, Earth's mass. I think it's Earth yeah. diameter actually, so it won't be Earth's mass. But uh, um, Tess and uh, James Webb have been looking at an Earth like. Which is in the habitable zone, and early indications are it's one of the most Earth-like, most habitable uh, yeah, exoplanets okay. they found so far. Yeah, because they do this a lot, and then they go, "Yeah, it turns out it's ten times the size of Earth, with three times the gravity, and it's tidally locked, so it burns on one side and freezes on the other." Yeah, goes, yeah, yeah. It's not being an Earth-like, the, the, then, isn't it? There's two ways to look at it. There's is one: can it support life? Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> A kind of life. Can it support us? Nah, probably not. Nah, probably not. Yeah. 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 I think a lot of yeah. these ones were like you, you take a proper look at it, you go, Yeah, that's not supporting nothing's living on that, you know. Well but, it depends. Yeah, it's, yeah well it's it's it hard with bacteria and things like that, isn't it? Support yeah. small stuff, but uh Yeah. Us walking around, well, not unless we've got legs that are a foot thick. Mm. Oh, there's people out there with legs a foot thick, but uh, Yeah, but it's what they're made of. I resemble that <laughs> remark. I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that, no, that's lovely. That is really nice to see those images. I'm mm. really pleased mm. to see those. So is that it for the space news? I think that's not the space news. I don't, push, I don't have any more space news. The butter. Push the butter. Okie dokie. Well, let's, let's mash the next button and see what happens. <clears throat> Please.
Do we have a word of the week? Yes, we do. Word of the week this week is perdure. P-E-R-D-U-R-E. And what does that mean? It means to continue to exist, to endure. Can you use it in a sentence, please? I'm going to use it twice in two sentences. Oh, wow. You watch me. You watch this. Despite <laughs> exposing cubicle three to the cold, hard vacuum of space, the smell perdured. The commander who was seated on the pan at the time did not perdure. <laughs> nice. And for yes. those curious, the spelling and the <laughs> meaning are coming up on the headline right now. Right. Um, oh, oh, well, since since I'm on a roll here, <clears throat> what do you call an anteater that paves driveways? Jeff. No, Jeff Steve. had to give it up because his back was sore. No, Steve Steve was helping Jeff, but he can't do it on his own. Beth? Oh, you, know Beth, you know Beth's health issues, she's not doing it. You call an anteater that paves driveways is called a tardvark. Hmm. <sighs> Aardvark! And just for the benefit of the listener, we have a Tardvark on screen right now. (laughs) Oh, look, oh, and he's fun and everything. That is a wee shame. Mr. Dusty, what are you doing? (laughs) You're going to have the animal animal protection lot on us. Oh, no. You can't take photographs of Alan covered in tar. It really is not on, is it? Oh, yeah, it's Alan. Yeah, that's right. I thought it was Alan. Can you turn him round so, so we can see if he's got an a- asphalt? Oh, 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 oh. Ice right. tails dipped in it and everything. Oh, for God's sake. <laughs> anyway, on that news, uh, Flossie. Yes. Are, are you ready for your bit? So yes, far the buttons have worked. Have you seen your new picture, bottom right? Oh, no, no. Yeah, um, there's, there's people shaking oh, hands. Oh, there. Yeah, oh. yeah. Yeah. Now we've, we, we've stuck a randomizer on the theme tune just for Vulcarius. So they're it's, holding it, hands. It, they are holding hands, or maybe shaking hands. You know, that's no, uh, no, they're holding hands. Maybe they yeah, they're definitely skipping. holding hands. Yeah. Yeah. Well, CG is all about holding hands and yeah, whatever else. Um, now I don't know which tune is going to play now, Flossie. It's completely right. random. Okay. So you're just going to have to work out when it ends for when you start talking. Mm-hmm. Right. So okay. uh, run VT. Mm. Oh no! <laughs> no, not space news. Oh, see. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on a second. Space, 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 no, Flossie's space, not doing space, space news. I can see Floor Mopping Guy rocking out on his mop again. There we go. Seamless. Right. Now you can stop now, thanks, uh, Floor Mopping Guy. How about this one? Who is this superhero? Jex? Nope. Mia, the apology officer? No way, man. Helen, the mild-mannered CG publisher? Could be. Rough, she's super tough with a hot and flossy 
Hello, Flossie here with this week's CG News. Last week's CG harvest Thargoid materials for anti-Titan projects. This CG was completed in record time within 48 hours of starting. Not sure if this was the shortest time, but it was completed by only 384 contributors. As an additional incentive, paint jobs were offered to qualifying participants. These rewards were cumulative, with the top 75% getting Alliance Challenger Cyclops paint job, top 50% the Alliance Crusader Cyclops paint job, and the top 25% of Federal Corvette Cyclops, Cyclops paint job. Uh, the report from Galnet was a Pilots Federation alert. Chemicals harvested from Thargoid spire sites have accelerated the development of a weapon to destroy the Titans. Professor Ishmael Palin requested samples of coral, coral sap, impure spire minerals and semi-refined spire minerals, which were delivered to the ARC system. These will be used to produce an armoured layer to protect the weapon against the Maelstrom's anti-guardian zones. Professor Alba Tesro, Head of Aegis, explained more at a press conference. I am well aware that obtaining these substances from the Thargoid spire sites has doubtless cost lives, but the importance of this work cannot be overstated. Without resistance to the Maelstrom's electromagnetic fields, the weapon based on Ramtar's theory is doomed to failure. The Alliance, Empire and Federation have all agreed to redirect the majority of Aegis funding to the anti-Titan project. We have also drafted an extra help to construct prototypes and fast-track testing procedures. Although details remain classified, if the results continue to be positive, we may be able to go public in as little as a week. Aegis has confirmed that all those who contributed to this initiative can now collect their rewards from Austin Town Station in the ARC system. There are no new CGs this week, so that's it for this week's CG News. Flossie told you what to do. Seamless, seamless. You see, you were so used to Mr. Dusty jumping in. I was on the wrong page. I was on the. I was on the Twitch page. I was messing about, and I went. I bet it's me. It's going to be me. Yeah. So uh, the real me, who you can tell is the real me because I can't speak properly or anything. Um, I would like to introduce Beetlejuice. Don't do it. Don't you do it. I would like to introduce Beetlejuice and Wotherspoon with the Galnet News Digest press button. Digest. What? I should have said that. There wouldn't have been a seam. I don't like him very much. Uh, I would like to introduce Beetlejuice and Wotherspoon with the Galnet News Digest. Anytime this Hello, week. I'm Commander Wotherspoon. And I'm Commander Beetlejuice. Together, we run Galnet News Digest, the second fastest and most convenient way of finding out about what's happening in the galaxy. To celebrate this channel getting to 15,000 subscribers and the news that four new ship variants are being released this year, we're giving away this Beetlejuice original that you can see being created. 
showing an early prototype of the new Python Mark II. Watch to the end if you want a chance to win. It's not yet clear what the new Python will be capable of, but there's a speculation that it looks more robust, possibly refined for battle. Nor do we know what the other ships might be. Not many folk are likely to get excited by the Sidewinder Mark II. But how about a Cobra Mark V, a small ship with loads of cargo space, ideal for planetary missions? Or an improved Aspect Explorer or Crate Phantom with a longer jump range than an Anaconda? Or a better Imperial Clipper, if such a thing is possible? Some have speculated that the ships might be linked to the Power Play updates coming in July or August, or that we might get racing variants of ships for those racetracks that may or may not ever materialise. Sadly, the Panther Clipper from Zorgan Peterson is unlikely ever to be released commercially, as a ship that doesn't fit through the mail slot is of rather limited use. We'll have to wait and see, but with the next update due in a matter of weeks, who knows when we'll start seeing these ships rolling out. Anyway, if you enjoy watching art being made at 64 times normal speed, you might like to consider subscribing to Beetlejude's channel. And if you'd like to be entered into a draw to win the original of this artwork, write to galnetgiveaway at gmail.com no later than midnight on Sunday the 11th of February in-game time, with the subject Python Mark II. We'll choose an entry at random and get in touch to arrange delivery. Thank you to Beetlejude and Wotherspoon. And now it's over to Amelia with this week's gourmet offering from the Garnet Rares Digest. You are about to listen to Amelia Hawk. She tries all the galaxy's most dangerous rare items, so you don't have to. This week, I find myself on a quest for the galaxy's once, mo once most ubiquitous yet now alarmingly elusive delicacy, the blue slimy frog. Prized by gourmet aficionados for their succulent legs, known as Cuisi de Grenouille Vesquises Bleu, or something to that effect, these gargantuan amphibians have been hunted to near extinction, primarily by French space colonists whose appetite for these creatures know no bounds. Armed with nothing but my wits and a reliable guide, I ventured into the heart of a sustainable, slimy blue frog farm. Here, amidst the murmur of other less daring culinary seekers, I stood face to face with these behemoths of the bog. Imagine, if you will, a frog the size of a bull elephant capable of swallowing a person whole. Their legs alone promise to feed not just a large family, but the entire extended family, cousins, aunties, and even the next door neighbor. The farm, 
a marvel of modern agricultural engineering, sprawled across acres of carefully maintained swamp-like environment, designed to mimic the natural habitat of these majestic creatures. Catching a blue slimy frog, especially one of such monumental proportions, is an endeavour that calls for not just skill and bravery, but a certain flair for the dramatic. It's a task that falls to the specialised few, the famed blue slimy frog wranglers. These intrepid souls, equipped with thighs of steel and grips that could crush a neutron star, are the only ones daring, or perhaps mad enough, to engage these colossal amphibians in their native low-gravity marshlands. The process is nothing short of a galactic rodeo. A wrangler, spotting their target from afar, begins their approach with a mix of stealth and anticipation. Then, in a burst of speed, they dash towards the unsuspecting frog. The goal is to leap onto its back, securing a hold amidst the slippery, slime-covered skin which is a feat that requires not just physical prowess, but an almost preternatural balance, as the slime repels most known materials and equipment. Once atop, the wrangler must cling for dear life, as the frog, startled and desperate to rid itself of this unusual burden, begins a series of increasingly high and erratic leaps. Each jump, powered by the frog's muscular legs and aided by the planet's low gravity, sends both frog and wrangler soaring through the air in a desperate aerial ballet played out against the backdrop of an alien swamp, with the occasional splot noise as they land between jumps. The wrangler's only hope is to wear the frog down, a test of endurance that pits their resolve against the raw power of one of the galaxy's most formidable creatures. Success means a gradual deceleration in the frog's leaps, a sign of its waning energy, until it finally comes to a rest, allowing the wrangler to secure it safely. Failure, however, is a grim prospect. A slip, a missed grip, or a miscalculated leap can result in the wrangler becoming a quick snack for the frog, swallowed whole. It's a high-stakes game that many wranglers play, driven by the promise of capturing a creature whose legs are a delicacy revered across the galaxy. This method of capture, while effective, has sparked debate among conservationists and culinary enthusiasts alike. The dangers involved have led to calls for more sustainable, less perilous means of frog farming. Innovations are underway, with scientists and engineers working to replicate the slime's adhesive properties to develop non-lethal capture methods that ensures the safety of both the wranglers and the welfare of these magnificent slimy behemoths. A few other scientists are considering other practical applications of the slime as a lubricant. But given the blue and, well, icky smell, I don't think they'll be able to sell it to anyone except nose-blind smurfs. A single leg, grilled to perfection and seasoned with exotic space herbs, was presented to me. With the first bite, the flavours exploded in my mouth. A testament to the culinary journey these frogs had embarked upon from near extinction to the plate in front of me. However, as with all rare delicacies, there comes a warning. Indulge too much in the blue slimy frogs and you'll find your skin taking on a lovely shade of duck egg blue. 
A side effect, I'm told, that while aesthetically pleasing, serves as a reminder of the perils of excess. And I, I, I won't mention the other effect. It usually discovered the day after. Suffice to say that things which exit your digestive system are not supposed to be navy blue. This is Amelia Hawke reporting for the Galnet Rares Digest. I've seen a blue slimy rodeo and scoffed the barbecued result. And as a result, I've had to get an entirely new shade of foundation in my makeup. So you don't have to. Wowzers. I mean, I wasn't going to comment on the, the hue coming from that side of the studio today. I mean, it, it suits you. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, it's just, I would say, you know, the, the paler you were of the pale blue might look a little bit vampiric. But, you know, you've wow. obviously been indulging quite a lot in this stuff. I mean, you, you're bordering. It's very to, good. Yeah, you've gone I through sky blue into, you know, nearly navy. Yeah, I think you've improved a lot today. You've gone from a... From a, a, a few or a pew to a hue, which I think is improvement. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, I love that new image with the Galnet Rose Digest. Oh, your your uh, your new logo, yes. Yeah, that looks. I love the colours of that nebula. Yeah, I did think you know try something sort of really colourful and exotic looking, especially for you. Mm. I mean, you visited most of the uh, the bright stars in that picture and eaten something or run away from something else on most of them. <laughs> it's. It's very pretty, reminiscent of um, th those letters and and that background mosaic thing reminds me of the dark crystal. You ever it, seen that? It movie? is, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Is that and the thing the... with the uh, the Rocky Horror guy with the bald head in it? No, 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 no. Yeah. No, that was Legend, wasn't it? Oh no, it was Crystal Maze. Oh right, yes. No, it was. Um... <laughs> no, that was with the Skeksis and the uh, yeah. I just um... got that. <laughs> We're going to the Aztec zone. <laughs> oh, dear. I remember that. Um, what's his name? Richard... O'Brien. Uh, O'Brien. I, I used to love that show. I, I, I can't oh. stand it now. I don't know why I loved it back then. I think it was just Richard O'Brien and his char charisma, you know? It was what I used to do on a Thursday night. Well, it was Ed Tudor-Pole, wasn't it? Because Richard O'Brien only did it for three years, and then Ed Tudor-Pole did it. And then Tudor Pole, is he, are his teeth okay? Ed Tudor Pole, yes. And then Richard Ayoade does it now-ish. Or did well, it? Is it still on? Yeah, in well, 2020. On? It was on uh, up to 2020, yes. I'll try a physical test, wow. please, Bob. Yeah. I only ever saw Richard O'Brien. Yeah, And too. I never saw any yeah, of the others. So you're just da you're dating yourself there. So you, you, you were of the TV hey, viewing generation of that time between 90 M and 93. Me and Flossie <laughs> can remember when the internet was in black and white. Oh yes. <laughs> you you still get nightmares about the boo, boo, blah, 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 noise as it loaded up. Yeah, Stick, it's sticking it's sticking the phone in this funny holder. Yeah, oh, even, <laughs> even I remember over. that. Yes, Do you remember, I he, had like remember. A, he had that leopard print long coat on his bald yes. head. He, he, like I said, yeah. he was a very charismatic <coughs> individual. I, I I think he's brilliant. 
I remember when NTL World, when NTL started doing, and that'll show you how long ago it was, it was NTL, and they started doing internet and email through your telly, and you bought a purple keyboard off of them for a tenner, and you get free internet through your telly, and it was shite. <laughs> you were robbed. Yeah, oh, I was robbed, it was free, but I was still robbed. Um, I, thought was, yeah. I thought first you meant well, teletext. No, 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 no. There, there you go, look, I've put a picture up. There he is. That's him. Look at that. Yeah. He's got the same coat on. Uh, yeah. That's, that was the coat you were talking about, wasn't it? Ooh, he's, he's got. He's uncannily like a mechanical engineer. I think my team. Uncannily was. like himself. Yeah. It does look like him. I'm sure, it wasn't. No, I don't think. Um, I don't think mechanical engineering was really his thing. <laughs> no. 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 Anyway, I used yes. to love all the ad libbing he did between. Yeah, yeah. Well, it must have been. It must have been quite that. an interesting set to work on. Put it that way. Yeah, I. Do you remember the? Um, I know we're digressing here, but do you remember the? Um, Don't forget your toothbrush. Oh yeah, uh, oh, yes, yeah. yeah, yeah. I I demolished that uh, that set and the building it was in. in oh, you should have got a medal for that. Two thousand and eight. Yeah. Was that where? Was that the one in some dodgy looking warehouse? It was a dodgy warehouse in East London, yeah. Yeah. It was actually quite a new warehouse, to be fair. Was that a, was that a Chris Evans one, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. And yeah. it was, it was, it was. I'm not kidding. It was spitting distance behind the big breakfast house. Yeah, I'm oh, yeah, not, not surprised. Yeah, we didn't demolish that. That's still there. Well, it was the same production company, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. But it was Ginger Productions, fifty yards away. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway. Anyway, right, well, that that's sort of it, and mostly it for this week's show. Short and sweet, as they say. Um, so, Flossie, any hints about whether we're going to get new CGs next week? It says it should be completed within a week-ish, I think. I said that about the last one. On the on that, um, that news article that you were talking about. Oh, we've lost Flossie. So you're oh, on no. keyboard. Yeah, no. keyboard. No, no, I think I think I think Flossie's um been kidnapped by uh the Mr. Dusty Bot. Um anyway, I think Flossie was yeah, saying that canted. Well, the Galnet news thing was saying, you know, oh, in a, in a week or so they might have something that might work. We're still very wary about the fact that we keep publishing this stuff on open media. You know, Tharg might be watching. Yeah. Who's eating sweets? Oh, me. There we go. Look. Mm. Oh, no, good enough for everybody. Yeah. Get, getting ready for the end of the show bit, you know, when um, I can... Here we go. Look, I'm opening them now. Anybody like one? What? Oh, they're love hearts. Oh. Packet of love hearts. Let's see what the first one says. The first one says... God, I can uh, feel... I can it's, bro anything. it's broken in half. Hang on. No. I can hear my teeth rotting at the thought. Yep. I mean... We should have done a Valentine's Day special this week, rather. Well, this uh, is a warm-up act. This, the next one says... Uh, would have, should have, could have. It says yeah. yes. The next one says yes. Whatever the question was, the answer was yes. There we go. Mmm. Mmm, oh. tasty. My teeth are rotting. Put these ones on the gallant rares. Mmm. Right. I had a small packet. Remember that model bus that I showed to picture the earlier? That came with small chocolate and a packet of love hearts. Mm. Right, um, so it's coming towards the end of the show. We're going to be back uh, next week. Now, um, as is traditional at this point of the show, we have to check, um, how's Mooncake? Uh, sleeping. Sleeping, which means we're going to be very, very, very quiet. Yes, it's a, it's a Mooncake sleepy time for the yes. mug. 
It's the best thing about you buying that cat. <laughs> <laughs> well, we we um. We, I can't we say to... I was too excited about it at first, but now I'm thinking, well, yeah. great idea it was. Well, yeah. she sleeps right next to me. Um, May it, long I, I don't continue. Know if I mean, I don't, I don't know if you've seen pictures of my setup. Actually, I should post one on Facebook. But my setup has has like my my monitors in front of me, and that's just to the left of me that's is... a traditional place for monitors. Yeah, my keyboard's yeah. in front of me as well. Wow. My stream deck, my mouse, my mouse mat, all the jazz. Um, my microphone hangs above, um, and just to the left of me, before my tower, is Mooncake's fuzzy bed, and so I've always got her with me now. So your your cooling fans are just basically hoovering it permanently. <laughs> yep, pretty much. Right. <laughs> I don't know what I think she likes it because the tower's got heat. You know, well, precisely. Yeah. Um, Check CPU temperatures. So I, 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 I bet you anything. When summer hits, it she's going to be there less because it would just be too hot. Yeah, or, or be demanding. Put the fan on, servant. <laughs> Yes, right, okay, so um, end of the show bit, uh, what we do traditionally, we, we, we whisper, shout, yell, or otherwise um, broadcast the words uh, for the mug in a minute, and then we play the credits, I, I, I have no idea whether they're going to work this week, because Studio 6 is all new, um, and hang around for that bit, because at the end of that we're going to go and raid somebody, and it appears that a certain streamer by the name of Mr. J. Darlington is currently streaming and needs some visitors. So greatly appreciated if everybody would hang around and we'll drop in on Jay Darlington and give them a thorough for the mug from everybody at Hutton. Play nice, everybody. Behave yourselves. But um, yes, give give uh, Jay Darlington a bit of a for the mug. Does anybody else have anything else before I need to push the button that might or might not work? No. In which I'm case... Just, I'm still looking for Jay Darlington. Oh, look, there's the scribbling senator. Mr. Jay Darlington, I think, is currently live. I'm having a look. Hang on a second. I don't see them, but it might... You are... Uh, it says... Yeah, and they've got drops active, and they're doing a bit of combat, apparently. I always try and think of something random to say quickly before... The blue slimy you know, every time you, every no. time you ask... Every time you yeah. ask, has anyone got anything else to say? I always try and think of something stupid Ooh. to say. I'd forgotten, Jay, Mr. J. Oh, sorry, I'm going to enjoy, come back with your short thing you're going to think of to say because I'm giving you a second. Okay, I'll, I'll, yeah? okay I'll, um, I'll, I'll think of some worldly like advice. Mr. 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 J. Darlington appears to be one of the HCS affiliates as well. Ooh, no bias that was accidental on my part. Um, but uh, yes, is, is one of the HCS affiliates. There we go. Sorry, Amelia, did you think of um, something? Um. Pierce nipples taste like house keys. There oh, you go. I, bet they, I bet they do. That's not a stupid thing. That makes perfect <laughs> sense. Oh. I will have to take your word for that one. Uh, um, and um, yes, Aardvark. Yes, yes. Aardvark. I'm, just, <laughs> I'm making my teeth itch. That. Yes. Yeah. I ju I just like to say, all Inuit are Eskimos, but not all Eskimos are Inuit. Ah. They're into it. And there you go. Right. Okay. We'll do a countdown, and then we'll, we'll whisper for the for the mug. So three, two, one. For the mug. For that mug. No journey too long, and no cargo too small. 
has never really mattered at all. We're gonna take the cargo where it's needed today. Super cruising all across the Milky Way. We'll take anything, anytime, and Ladies and gentlemen, that's the end of the show. Everyone's buggered off now, so why don't you bugger off too? 